You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. This is episode 65 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Vivian, and joining me today are two special guests, Miss Seductive Storm and Miss Heather Strong. On this episode, we're going to be discussing what it's like to be a mature companion in today's world. And who better to tell it than two badass women in this industry? But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. We are joined by Seductive Storm of Atlanta, who describes herself as a BBW goddess and also a web designer and assistant. Storm has been in the industry for 18 years as an escort and for seven years as a pro web professional and assistant. She is currently 49 years old and has a unique look on the market as a mature companion. We also have Heather Strong, who describes herself as a mature companion, who is also fetish-friendly and based out of Los Angeles, California. She started out in 2012 as a part-time companion while working full-time in the civvy world. She became a full-time companion as of a year and a half ago. Hello, Storm. Hello, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hello. Okay. Thanks for having me, too. So this is going to be interesting with two people in different locations. But uh, but yeah, so let's start from the very beginning. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. All right. So hi, everyone. I am Seductive Storm. I'm semi-retired, at least under the storm persona, although very much still active. I've been escorting after the in 2001, and I was already 31 years old at that time. So I've been in this a long time. When I first began, I was still working as a nursing assistant and worked as a realtor prior So I've also always been independent and I jokingly always tell people my kids are my pimps because that's pretty much where all my money goes. So I guess (laughs) I guess where I'm at today is a reflection of my drive and ambition to make sure I could always provide for my family. And it takes a never give up attitude that I'll tell you to stay in sex work this long. Okay, my my name is Heather Strong and I started out as a part-time companion in 2012 while working as a legal assistant at a law firm. And um, for the past year and a half, I've been full-time. I've been a full-time companion. And um, determination and a good work ethic has gotten me where I am today, I'd say. I love the versatility of your civilian jobs before you got into this. Okay, so um, how did you guys, like, get into becoming a companion? Can you kind of share that story with us? Um, I had some friends that were in the adult entertainment industry. And um, when I was in my 20s, I used to do, um, with another girl, two girl shows at bachelor parties. So, oh, like, nice. Know, yeah, so th- this wasn't totally foreign to me. Um, and um, I... I got laid off from my job and the recession hit. There was no, I couldn't find a job in my field and I, I had to do something. So I just took the plunge and haven't looked back and uh, started. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So for me, it was, um, I was, like I said, I started a little later than most. I was 31 and strange story. Well, it's not that strange in today's world. We're in 2020 and the world's a lot more welcoming of things now, but back then it would have been a strange story. I decided that I wanted to cheat on my husband and, <laughs> and, um, what in the world? <laughs> okay. So, okay. You so, heathen. <laughs> so 
not not providing oral sex to me is a deal breaker for me in relationships. And he got lax on his job and didn't listen to my complaints. And so I found other people to do it. And okay. I de- <laughs> <and> I decided <laughs> that we used to have a saying in the bisexual community called eating ain't cheating. So I took it and thought it would work. He did not see it that way. Oh, Lord. So, um, when we... <laughs> So when we split, um, I had we had a I had two older children from a previous relationship, but I had a three year old who he decided he was going to try to fight me in regard to. And um, prior to marrying him, I had already been pretty, we'll call it sexually open and promiscuous, as the prudes would say. And uh, I just decided to start charging for it. I had plenty of admirers and I was like, why not make some money off of it so I can make sure I keep my kids? So that's kind of how my journey began. Okay. Well, excuse them. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but before I pose this question uh, to Heather, since you were the one that actually uh, contributed to this topic and this show, what would you guys describe as mature companions? Uh, well, o- over 40. Over 40, <laughs> I'd say. And, and, and you know what? That makes perfect sense to us because we are mature women, but to the clients, the gentlemen, and to a lot of the younger girls, honestly, um, at 31 coming in, I was already considered mature, I think, by a lot of the standards of a lot of people. It's almost like the modeling really? industry. Yeah. Um, I think I, I do assistant work for an agency that's out in California. And you'd be amazed at how the gents really don't want to see anyone who or or make a big deal out of is she under 25. So I would say that's why that's why a lot of bitches lie. Indeed, they do. <laughs> and I'm one of them, honey. I was let me tell you, I was 35 for 10 years. I just was <laughs> finally <laughs> I was 35 for 10 years. No bullshit. <laughs> And then I finally decided, okay, <laughs> I don't look bad for my age. I'm just going to own it. I'm going to be 50 this year. It is what it is. I'm just going to say that, and I'm going to have to live with it. So, awesome. yeah. Forever in our 20s. Um, <laughs> so anybody anybody over 40 is considered mature, but to the guys, it might be over 25? It, so be over, it might be over 30. <laughs> I don't think they consider uh, uh, it mature, but well, I know they start questioning, hey, is she under 25? And I don't know what the fixation is. Okay, so basically anywhere between 26 and 40 is like the never no man land. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I did a poll on Twitter and and like 500 people uh, responded. And I asked about, you know, what the client's preferred age range. And 17% said early 20s, 64% said late 20s through 30s. And 17% said 40s, and only 2% said 50s and up. Okay, so that, that makes a little bit more <laughs> looking, sense. It's looking bad for I'm me, like, then. No, no, because I know many, I know plenty of mature uh, ladies that make bank. But, uh, right. but that makes more sense, because I'm like, who the hell is rejecting people between 26 and 40? That's kind of messed up. <laughs> I would give my opinion, but I'm not sure if yeah. the men would like it. But <laughs> I mean... We don't we don't really tell people to censor themselves on the show. So. Well, my my opinion would be that any man who feels as though he can only deal with someone who's young, who he can mold, who he who he can coerce into doing what he wants is probably a little bit weak of a man. That's my opinion. I feel like real men are confident and strong and they don't care what age you are. But that's just my opinion on it. Yeah. I don't know. These, yeah, it sounds like facts. I, okay. So <laughs> so heather you were the one that contributed Mm -hmm. to the post that i made on the show's twitter page of the things that we should leave in 2019 and one of the things you said was ageism which aurora and i were not quite sure what you meant i thought i knew what you meant but you know i want you to like explain what you meant when you said ageism and and that we should leave that in 2019 Well, ageism is discrimination based on age. And I feel that men, a lot of men in general, get to be a certain age uh, as a woman, you're no longer attractive or or useful anymore. Just like this poll. I mean, only 2% of people, of guys are are looking for companions 50 on up, you know, so. That's crazy. I I wonder who came up with this 
theory. <laughs> Jesus. This is why we all need to just get rich so that way uh, <laughs> we can be like Madonna and hire the boy toys. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> or Demi <okay>. Moore. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. Demi did some pick me stuff. I don't know. I think we it's ridiculous because actually my life partner of the last 11 years is 16 years my junior. So I don't think age matters at all. Well, yeah, to some people it doesn't, but to a yeah. lot of people it does. So yeah. let's 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 yeah. not, you know, sugarcoat and try to pretend <laughs> yeah. that I the just... world is not the way yeah. it is. The world is yeah, the it way is. It is. Which is I know why, girls you know... who practice it though. I know females who are the same way. I got a bestie who won't date anyone who's not basically a baby. She's my age. Well, so it works well, both ways. I mean, well, I don't know about that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, what, one thing we try to like tell the ladies, uh, I mean, the listeners, I know I keep saying ladies, because really the show is made for women, but you know, mm-hmm. other other people listen. One thing uh, Chantelle and I stressed, especially in the book, is that yes, you know, you should be confident, all that good shit. However, you need to look at the world the way it is, not the way you wish it was. Right. And that will serve you better when it comes to business, because then you can maneuver, move and shake based on how people actually are, not what kind of fantasy thing you have in your head. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 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 So can you uh, guys tell us the differences you've noticed while working as a mature companion? Differences that you think only pertain to mature companions? We have a lot more upkeep on <laughs> on like physical appearance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And way more. I mean, a lot more than the younger girls. We've got, you know, Botox and plastic surgery and like we have to diet more. We have to go to the gym more. I mean, we have to work harder at our appearance, I think. So for me personally, like I guess because my niche is BBW, I don't have to worry so much about the um, the plastic surgery and that type of upkeep. And luckily for me, thus far, God has blessed me with my face not aging too rapidly. But um, like I said, I began at 31. And so to some guys, I was already considered massage. So what I would say is I, because most people place me younger, I, I don't, men don't often know I'm mature and over a certain age unless I tell them. But I would say that we have to put up with like the age shaming from other companions and the clients. Yeah, and 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 that the younger ladies like who shame us like I don't know how many times I see on Twitter or somebody talking about someone should retire she's old as hell this that and the other and it's Mm. it's pretty Mm -hmm. like it's pretty like annoying because for me I've been doing this 18 years how dare you think that you know more than me and you've like been around like two years just because you're young people need to remember what I found was like after the first five years in the industry things kind of plateau out and at that point you have to figure out how to keep yourself hot and relevant because if not people will forget about you and I don't care who you are that's kind of how it goes but basically you have to at this age whereas a younger girl needs to put a hundred percent into her marketing and advertising and her appearance and her professionalism online once we're over 40 we have to put a thousand percent into it uh, <laughs> yeah. Like again, seriously, we do. Again, again, <laughs> this is why people lie. <laughs> like this, this is why. This is why. That's crazy. I mean, but to be honest with you, I have to watch what I eat because I'm a foodie. So mm-hmm. everything goes in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but wait till you get older. But, um, but, um, <laughs> your your metabolism will be. You know, I I I feel, I, like, I feel like my body fights me all the time now. Anyway, so I have right. to like really watch what I eat, but you know, work out all the, that good shit. The know. funny thing so is, is when I, <laughs> the funny thing is when I was like just we'll say full figured versus BBW. Um, people would come see me and they'd be disappointed because I wasn't heavy enough or I wasn't whatever they thought fit that niche. So then I oh, said, wow. you know what? I'm a foodie too, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take full advantage and maintain this fluff." <laughs> 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 so that's how it happened for me. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so. nice. Okay. 
I mean, because I have friends that eat whatever and they still remain skinny as a toothpick. And here I am. I don't I don't think I've ever had it easy uh, when it came to looking a certain way. I actually work for my body. Like, I don't yeah. just like, you know, wake up looking whatever. <laughs> like, I have to work yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. But life is short. So, you know, balance. Um, <laughs> can you tell us what is a misconception about mature companions? I think one of the misconceptions is that we should be cheaper because we're older. Mm. A lot of people, I think that. Well, that's but it's ridiculous. Not true at all. Uh, yeah. Storm? First, that is crazy because in any other job, seniority makes the higher wage. But right? anyway. Um, Although, I would say now, a lot of companies are laying off the older uh, oh, yeah. people yeah, yeah, to yeah. hire the young people that will work for much yeah. more and get way yeah. less. So it's every industry, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But my misconceptions of mature companions, um, and I'm going to try to say these in the least vulgar way I can. Um, uh, again, I do not recommend <laughs> that people censor themselves on the show. <laughs> right. But- Well, uh, you know, um, that we have, I see this all the time on review boards. I get it in emails, texts, and I'm so, I'm just so tired of it. And they use it as a way to explain why I should take a cheaper rate. They seem to think that we have less tight and less moist lower regions. I don't get that. Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, and that we get tired easily and that we're no longer into sex and that we're just outdated and don't know know any way to enjoy (laughs) ourselves with people in a certain age group. I'm like, are you serious? I party harder than my boyfriend who's 16 years younger than me. He don't want to party at all. I'm at the club fist pumping. So I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah, when when guy when when uh, guys guys when you as soon as you don't do what they want, like you know they refuse to screen or whatever, you you refuse to see them, and as soon as first thing out of their mouth is you're you're fucking old, you're a grandma, yeah. like that's the first thing they they try to tell well, me, you know, like they're they're already old. trash anyway, because like it happens. Like, I've seen a lot of girls yeah. screenshot their text where the guy would be like, well, oh, you were fat anywhere, oh, nigger. Wait, I don't think I've ever used yeah. that show. Wow. The yeah. use of the N-word. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Yeah, wow. they'll start hur- yeah I know. They'll start- I-, I don't like that word, by the way. They'll start hurling insults at you. I just did another podcast where I even said, and I said it on Twitter two years ago, but I brought it back for the podcast I just did recently, where I said, they're lucky as a BBW that I don't charge their asses $100 per pound. That's what they're lucky for. Talk <laughs> 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 about my damn weight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so what is one misconception people have about you personally? Uh, I think because I'm very outspoken and a straight shooter that people sometimes think I'm an utter bitch or that I only care about certain things. And like, I assure anyone listening, that's not true at all. I'm like super friendly. I love having fun. I love life, dancing, sex like anyone else. When it comes to my web design and assistant clients, I can be very forward. But again, it's not me being a bitch. I'm just trying to nudge people to see, find, and push their own thresholds of greatness. Because honestly, I want everybody I work for who's a sex worker to be as happy and great and win. Like, I'm not doing it to be mean, but I don't believe in baby and grown up. Oh. <laughs> Heather? <laughs> yeah, the, um... Like the misconception about me, a lot of people think that I am also a bitch, which is oh my God, not this true at all. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm very nice to everybody. In fact, sometimes I'm too nice and get taken advantage of by people. But I, once I'm like, if you take advantage, try to take advantage of me, um, I'll, I mean, eventually I'm gonna, I'll snap back. You know, like I, I'm, I can be a bitch, if, but it's only right. if you deserve it. It's based and on you what you be. do, exactly. Right. There's there's this right. one quote that was going around is like uh, my persona is who I am and my attitude is based on who you are or some shit like that. Yeah, but, I uh, remember seeing that and it's very true. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that's why that's why the whole references thing also started being not great because a guy could be one way with this girl, mm-hmm. another girl will see him and not so much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are your feelings about Twitter as an advertising platform for his? <laughs> uh, I've gotten some great clients from Twitter. For the most part, I like it. Okay. Um, but because, and a big plus is because it's free. It's free. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's because I pay a lot of money for all the other advertising. I pay a lot of money every month 
but Twitter is free. Exactly. So I like that part of it too. Okay. I feel like Twitter is a great way to network and to be seen. And from my standpoint, it also does wonders for like SEO growth and Google. Oh, right? yeah. But for, for me, sure. yeah. But for, for me, I don't sure. really get a lot of bookings from it. Maybe they do find me there, but if they do, they don't tell me when they meet me. Um, but I do think it's a good way for guys to get a great feel for us, our brand, and who we really are. However, on the flip side, Lately, it's turned into bully and troll central, which oh, is kind of a shame. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, somebody sent me a link yeah. to a website who will never be named. And they're basically on there. These are girls, not guys, because, you know, we used to, you know, scream about that review board. But these are girls that mm-hmm. are actually on here talking shit about posts. And I'm just Ooh. like, who has this much time on their hands? Oh, yes, yes, I've seen it. I mean, the way they talk about us on uh, the Twitter, they call us like the Twatter girls. Oh, and the girls wow. on Twitter, they only talk so much shit about us. Oh, my. Yeah. And the girls that are talking shit, too. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's not, it's not yeah. great. It's not great. But, you know, yeah. I basically became, I recently became the, well, I don't like the word victim because I'm not victimized at all because I really don't give a damn. But, um... I became someone's fascination and attention. Another lady who decided to troll me and I finally blocked her. She's probably still trolling me, but I'm not paying attention to it anymore. But it's, it's just like, crazy. How are you just mad at people for no reason? Like they didn't get it. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I don't know her. Their business, you know, <laughs> just living their lives, and you have all the time and to go and type up stuff on a computer. Literally, they're like breaking down everyone's life. They doxed a few girls at place on this uh, show. Like they're like out here, like speculation uh, I, I don't know this for sure but i think you know she lives in her mom's basement like shit like that and i'm just like what? and this is other providers <laughs> wow that's a shame I don't know that's really providers, sad but there are definitely some providers in the mix they, they're like wannabe hoes and providers mm. all mixed together doing <sighs> that's but, awful yeah i got my life's too yeah. busy i don't have time to, yeah. to do that nobody like, has time ta- nobody has time for that <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so so speaking of, what are what are what were you gonna say, Heather? Oh, I was gonna say we, uh, we're too old for this. It's, it's, it's like we're of junior high. All this, you know. Oh yeah, it's like actually worse. It's worse. I think I heard some guy, uh, some older guys say like, "Oh, when you get older, it's just like high school. Only you have bigger toys and bigger bank accounts, or some shit like that." He said. So, wow. Yeah, <sighs> it, it gets worse. <laughs> Oh, oh, 90-year-old Susie is talking shit about 92-year-old Suzanne. <laughs> and I'm just like, don't you guys have shit to do? But I guess they literally don't. They don't. Anyways. um, Yeah. Speaking of, wow. w- what are some things you dislike about our industry? Ooh, um, this weird need and attraction people have with review culture. Like, it's just a disgusting yeah. realm to me, and ladies cannot wait to run back to it, even knowing the cons of it. It's like the the way sex workers are so combative and judgmental and cruel to each other. Like, we're already basically fighting the whole outside world for mm. fair and good treatment. So it's pretty sad that we cannot show or support each other. Like, I also hate the fakeness of it. I get that we are selling dreams and fantasies, but it gets to an extreme sometimes that sex sex workers feel like they, like, have to show luxurious thing after luxurious thing to fit in or be seen with some, and then they can barely keep their house. Like, I wish it didn't have to be that way and everyone would be welcome at the table. Like, I just wish well, like, people girl, weren't so concerned with, re- you remember, know. Remember how I said you need to look at life the way it is, not your, your <laughs> yeah. fantasy world that you're just dreaming of right now? Yeah. That's, like, that's just how it is. For me, as long as no one is hurting anyone, do you, boo? Right. You know? Yeah. And yes, we are selling a fantasy. Let's be honest. Because I'm not about to tell you, I'm not sure of me gorging my face with all the food that I eat. You know? Although that's a thing right now. Although that's a thing right now. Well, that's not my lane. So I'm not about to be out there, like, you know, in my pajamas, stuff on my face, you know, looking bloated as hell. And go like, oh, yeah, luxury experience. Yeah, nobody's going to buy that. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm just. I saying. just think. I just think what I mean is like if you can't afford to promote yourself as that, don't try to. Like well, that's the thing; eat. they're gonna learn the hard way. Yeah, that's yeah. How, that's that's the way businesses work. Like you're gonna try different marketing techniques, which I'm hoping a lot of these newbies do to figure out what works for you. But mm-hmm. you don't need to be authentic or what's the word not authentic you don't need to be transparent because nobody needs to know your actual real life because this is literally a fantasy that's what we're saying like because i feel like there are some girls that are like oh well i don't get my hair done you know i wear my pajamas on dates i'm just the girl next door and i'm like okay fine if that's if that's your marketing good for you but i'm trying to shit on other people that you know want to maybe doll up and do an expensive photo shoot that's their budget yeah and as time goes on they're gonna realize whether or not it's worth it for them you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah but i'm gonna tell you right now i'm definitely not telling you my whole life story (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna let i'm gonna let i'm gonna let heather answer because it's her turn but like strangely enough for me I made a I made a lot of money off being transparent, but that See, but that's a, only that's a, for me. exactly that's a different marketing technique. Yeah, you had different goals. <laughs> like everybody yeah. is different, but yeah, they're never gonna know the real me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Heather. Sorry. <laughs> oh um, well, I was just gonna say the reviews, like the explicit reviews, and then like the revenge reviews, like all the reviews, the period. I and the fact that it's not decriminalized, you know, our industry is not decrim- at least decriminalized. And I hate, you know, the stigma we get from society and yep. you know about what we do. Um, yep. At least back in the day, even though the hoes were looked at as hussies, they still had respect in society mm-hmm. because they served kings and and you know head of states and because yeah. those were the only people that could afford them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, the common guy yeah. couldn't you know afford to keep a stable of hoes. So like they were actually <laughs> sometimes the men respected them more than their actual wives. You know what I'm saying? But now, yep. yeah, it's a, it's a different. Well, it used to be like a luxury, a luxury. Like my friend, uh, before the before the internet, my friend used to uh, work for like Heidi Fleiss and all that. She said Ooh, it was a luxury back then, and like you, only guys, yeah. And you know, like, but the internet changed everything. Now everybody, you know, like it's just it wasn't as accessible before, and it was like a luxury, and exactly. you know, you had to know somebody. Yep, and then but now it's like, and then the and the rates have gone you know the rates have gone down oh, like the, the rates used to be higher back then yep and then you know i mean what, there's what girls do doing it for ha- peanuts i know what do you think is gonna happen when they decriminalize it because look look at the world of sugar <sighs> look at the world of sugar remember when being a sugar baby was like a thing and you know you were like this pretty woman fantasy now it's turned into a cesspool of you know escort reject clients that are looking to like daddies. you know what i'm saying it's it's, it's changed <laughs> completely and i do feel like the internet yeah they're trying to they're cheap they're too cheap to hire right i think that the internet has helped in a lot of ways by bringing everybody closer but it's mm-hmm. also created that illusion of options so guys think oh there's just so many girls out here that they feel like they can just play yeah. games you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's not just yeah. that's not just for hoes. That's also for civilian dating. Because I have I have civilian friends that complain about these dating apps. Oh as well. yeah. And I'm like, oh, what yeah. do you expect? These oh, guys yeah, are swiping. Good. They think it's like an endless supply of women. They're just swiping. Like, There's no emotion behind it. Right. Yep. Like before, um, back in the day, because I'm older, when you wanted to cheating was harder to do, and you could and and you could do it and get away with it because everybody couldn't find out about it like you can now with social media. Social media literally puts millions of women in your pocket now if you're a dude. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is pull out your phone, and there's a million different people, whether it be civvy <laughs> or sex work, right at your fingertips. Well, now whether or not they're gonna sleep with you is a different yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, true yeah true yes yes true so i mean not to like shit on the industry is there anything you like about this business Because, I mean, it is our livelihood. You know? What do I like about it? I, I mean, I like a lot of things about it. Um, I like yeah. that it enabled me before to give some history. I used to work 16-hour shifts, a lot of overtime as a nursing assistant. And my kids mm-hmm. barely ever got to see me. I was asleep or I was going out the door. 
So for me, it gave me the ability to kind of be able to say, hey, we're going on vacation this weekend. I don't need to give two weeks vacation notice to nobody because I'm my mm-hmm. boss and I'm going where the hell I want to go. I don't have to. Yeah, work you can work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have I don't have to wake up at 9 a.m. and go nowhere to go to work. <laughs> you know, so I like the um, having, you know, getting to work less hours, you know, more money and the flexibility of making your own schedule and getting, I know I like meeting new people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what I like about it. And it's always okay. nice to have an what? excuse to dress up and be pretty too. Like who gets mad at that? Yeah. What, what do you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm a girl <laughs> next door. I just wear my pajamas. I don't even wear makeup. You know what? My kids don't even see me without my wigs on, honey. And I gave birth to them. Oh, damn. Okay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. I took it to another level. But, um, Heather, sidebar, I know you like walk rich people's dogs. Did you get a rich boyfriend yet? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Um, Damn, I, I, I yeah. was praying for you, girl. You didn't know it, but I've been praying for you to just be like, bye, motherfuckers. I met my whale. I've been, I screw you. I oh, man, I, I walk celebrity dogs and rich people's dogs, and those people are the cheapest, man. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, these people really? like no tips and. Yeah, oh, I believe it. I believe, I, I, I believe it. I had an ex who used to work at a car wash and he serviced a lot of the Def Jam people and they wouldn't even tip him like regular people would. So I believe wow. that 100%. Yeah. 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 I feel like we're some yeah, of the customers. Yeah. Service yeah. industry people are some of the best yeah. Yeah. because we know what it's like. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what would you guys attribute your success to today? I'd say um, having a good work ethic, being reliable and honest and get being dedicated and having good clients. Okay. For me, I would say my success that I'm dealing with now <laughs> came from my ability to take my sex work career and apply all I learned from it and from my own life in general to a way of helping other sex workers improve their professional online presence and growing my taken by storm business into what it is. Um, nice. as, as far as escorting itself, I would say having tough skin, remembering what I myself came to do and my reasons for not letting anything or anyone get in the way of me doing what I need to do. You know, yes. and awesome. it, it, like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you have to figure you have to keep your why. I said this in the book, too, Chantel and I. You have to know why you're doing this because you're going to have bad days. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're going to want to. Yeah. You, Storm did my she did my you did my first website. Yes, Storm I did. did. Yep, I did. She did. She did my first website. Yeah. All right. You two relax. You're going to have time to plug all your shit at the end of the show. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm like Kevin Hart right now. Yeah, I got a new movie coming out now. She's like, and now you can book me at one eight hundred. Oh, jeez. Okay, so what advice can you give to mature women who are looking to get into sex work? Whew. Well, in today's industry, be prepared for the good and the slow times. And for mature providers, I would almost suggest starting off first with another way of income for the first few months till you're sure it's going to work for you. Evaluate the situation, then see if you can do it full time. And I would say learn the image and brand you want to create and build on it. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Men are visual. So as mature companions, you have to be prepared to work twice as hard on the visual presentation to get them to have enough interest. So just stand out in the sea of many yeah. younger you, providers. You mean they can't just be girl next door with no makeup on and pajamas? <laughs> not not <laughs> as mature companions. Hell no. Nope. That's not going to work. Nope. Gosh, That's not going to work. Gosh, darn it. You just shattered a lot of dreams. <laughs> and like when you write your web copy and your ad copy as a mature provider, you don't necessarily need to tell the world exactly how old you are. But I come, right. a, come across as mature and classy because like men who are attracted to mature providers expect a certain education level. A certain level of maturity, a certain level of class. So that's kind of important in that realm. Okay, okay. (laughs) I would say that that time is a limited commodity for a mature provider and that she should or he should sh- uh, should approach it with an all-in attitude because you you have less time to build your brand. Like you know, you, if you're 
you're getting you're getting a start and a late in the game. You know, you should um, just go in with an all all in attitude. Charge what you deserve, not what you think. You know, right. but not by your age and not what and, clients and, tell um, you. Oh, definitely don't yeah. listen to clients. Oh, no. <laughs> and and um, and avoid uh, avoid being something that you're not. And learn like screen, screen, screen. Learn how to screen, screen, screen. Like, I love because it. So what is next for the two of you? Did you guys like, you know, get some rich dude that's like sponsoring you now and you're about to announce your retirement for the 50th time? I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to work in another law firm or go back to school to do something else. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Hmm. So you're just working for lawyers sucks. (laughs) (laughs) They make my jobs though. Um, well, yeah, yeah. they do. They make great clients, but, um, they're hard to work for though. (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess not in this world. (laughs) Right. Well, for me, so you're going to continue being a companion basically. Well, for now. Yeah. Yeah. And storm. Well, for me, I started a new persona this year. Um, her name is Delilah Desant, but she's going to be my more pricey and fly me to you version only of myself. But um, wait, as far wait, as- wait, 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 wait. Should you be telling people this? Should you know what? You know what? Sneak she- her out there and then see. But you know what? I've already done it. She's been out for a little while now. Okay. Um, Excuse me. And okay. I'm going to run as Storm in some cities and as the other person in other cities. So that's the kind of way I wanted to do it because my seductive Storm brand was kind of like so strong I couldn't just toss her in the trash. I was like, I'm not ready to part with her. But she, <laughs> but there's a big but. She's semi-retired. Um, she has been since August, but I just announced it publicly yesterday. So, okay. um. My plans this year, hopefully, are to get more assistant customers, more web design stuff, so I can continue to be able to afford to be semi-retired. And uh, I want to travel a lot more. And me and my other half have been discussing actually me getting married again, my second marriage, once I'm fully retired. But I am never shutting, but I am, yeah, I am never shutting down Taken by Storm. That's my baby. I love helping other girls that's not going anywhere. I don't care if I'm 80. So well, yeah, oh, that's the beauty of owning a business is that, you know, yeah. you don't have to actually work in it. You can just run it. You know what I'm saying? And there's a there's a lot of BBW girls who I just wish had more self-confidence and love themselves more. So I have a lifestyle blog for BBW's Voluptuous Confidence that will finally launch in the spring. I've been working on it for a year, but hopefully by spring I can launch it. So that's okay. what I'm doing. What do <laughs> He's doing everything. (laughs) Let's get on to the nitty gritty of things. Uh, What is the biggest mistake you've made in your adult entertainment life? The biggest mistake that I made was when I first started, I didn't screen. And that, that was a mistake. Um, Some, yeah, somebody told you. Don't somebody screen. told me that somebody told me that I didn't need to screen that much because I was older and the, you know, cops and all that were going to leave me alone because they were looking for under, they were, they were looking oh my for God. Girls. Yeah, that's what somebody told me. And that could be farther from the truth. Yeah, so. I don't think the cops care how old you are to arrest yeah. you. I don't they think that makes a, any bit of no. They just have a quota <laughs> that they need to reach. Just yeah. like with tickets, just like well, that's why people get more tickets at the end of the month, you know, mm-hmm. because they got yeah. their quota. Right. And like even yeah. then, oh, and for those of you who are coming for Super Bowl, which I'm not even sure when is when is this gonna air? Is this gonna this is probably gonna air after Super Bowl? But don't come to Miami thinking you're about to, you know, be hotline bling because. Just be careful, screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please so, screen. I guess the biggest mistake I made um, when I first started in 2001, I made a shit ton of money. Um, I was just out of a divorce, going through my own little version of the midlife crisis that men have in their 30s. And I just partied away and blew through so much money. And if I had oh, all me that, too. and if me I had too. all I did, that, that was... yeah. And if I had all that money I made then, wow, like mm-hmm. I and invested it, I'd be set. So, yeah, you live and you learn. Like, for me, that was the biggest mistake. Like, just not having any future vision and not saving yeah. anything. Too many trips to the casino for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trust me, we, we've all been there because I'm uh, dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and this this was you know when people are just begging to give you money i don't know what i don't know what they're doing now but i mean i did you know what i'm gonna pat myself on the back i did do something with some of the money but i could have done more you know what i'm uh-huh. saying yeah could have done yeah. more. but I, I definitely did not blow it at the casino or you know go on shopping sprees so <laughs> yeah, my shopping sprees were well, a lot of mine was partying, but a lot of it also, like I said at the beginning, my kids are my pimp, so there were lots. And I, I'm from Baltimore, so there were lots of Jordans and Timberlands and leather coats and fur coats and stuff bought for children um, who didn't necessarily mm-hmm. need those items. But, you know, we were being lavish. It was what it was. So. <laughs> okay, so did you have any mentors or did you figure out everything on your own? Both. No. Yeah. I, my, I, biggest, my biggest mentor was... Well, I had a couple. I, I read of all. I read all of Amanda Brooks books. Those were very helpful. Mm-hmm. And Arden's okay. books. But my my biggest mentor was is my my dear friend Heather Harlow at the, at the lovely H two. She's been yes, a really you guys do big doubles, right? Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. She's so great. yeah. Um, I began in like 2001. I never had any mentors. I had a great guy friend, not like an intimate friend, just strictly friend who saw escorts a lot. So he showed me arrows. And at that time, Eros was running, Eros was a new site. And at that time, Eros was like letting you do a month free ad and then you decided to keep it at the end of that month. And so for me, it was Eros. And then I just took pics of myself, got on Yahoo Personals. And for those of us who began way back then, Yahoo wow. Personals was a gold mine. Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Like, wow. Like, like Yahoo Personals, you could make like two grand a day off of Yahoo Personals. It was that lit. Wow. And uh, it was just Damn. easy back then because we Wait, didn't have to swing back then. Exist? No, they turned that into like match or something. Yahoo Personals, like later on that same year, got real wonky. And like, if you were married, you weren't supposed to be on there. But I'm like, how the hell are they going to know who's married, who's not? But that's what they turned it into something else. And it just got real crazy and stupid. But Back in the day, between Yahoo Personals and Eros, oh my God, it was beautiful. Like the money was great. What do you, What do you think but, happened? Uh, you think the recession, or do you think just inflation? Well, that's like- also that was the same year 9/11 happened too. <laughs> like it was, I started the same year 9/11 happened, so oh, a lot yeah, happened yeah. over the course wow. of my years. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So please tell the newbies the essential things they need in order to be a successful companion. Professionalism. Okay. Reliability. Honesty. A good work ethic. You have to enjoy sex and be present when you're, you know, on your appointment. But why would they need to enjoy sex, Heather? Because, you know, we don't sell sex for money because that's illegal. Okay. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Well. um, Just be sensual. That's what she meant. She meant to be sensual. Yeah. Yeah. Sensual. Be sensual. The number one. Trying to get us got. What is going on? The number one thing I would say. Thick skin. Dear God, have thick skin. It's not even non-negotiable. You can't be a sex worker if you're going to cry and boo about everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, everything everybody says is going to hurt your feelings. We see that on Twitter every day when they screenshot the conversations. Of yeah. Their emails and stuff. Like, uh. <laughs> and I just keep scrolling. I just keep scrolling. Yeah. And you got to have a good work ethic and professional attitude. You got to have the ability to take constructive criticism, not from clients, though, but from your peers who actually know what the hell they're talking about, but not from clients. Um, And this is a hard one, but if you can come into it with at least $500 to $800 saved to get your ads rolling, your pics done, et cetera, to help grow your professional online presence, that's great. And just like really prioritize your income. Like for me, I pay all my bills first, get my kids what they need first. And then with the leftover funds, funds I fund my monthly sex work stuff like wardrobe, travel, items for creating media. So it's important to make a list of what you got to do every month and kind of stick to it. Don't forget to save, folks. A rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. Save. Okay. Yeah. What is the worst advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> For me, it was lower, like to be told to lower your rate to a ridiculous low amount to get more customers because, hey, it's better than not getting any customers at all. 
Like I've found, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> found while in my past, I had to do that maybe to one or two customers because I'm a mom and shit happens and I needed to do some things because at the time we were living in a hotel. But like if you're straight and you, you're stable, there is no reason, no matter what anyone tells you to lower your rate. Like, I would rather simply wait on a good client to come along that respects my policies and my rates, you know, than lower it. So never let your clients talk you into lowering rates. It's horrible. Plus, no, yeah. plus when you do that, you're training them to wait for sales the same way we yeah. all wait for Victoria's Secret's annual sale or AP's annual <laughs> yeah. sale. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, what are, I mean, we don't really like Black Friday sale, like the same way we're trained to wait for all that shit to get all our stuff. That's what you're doing with these guys when you're lowering your rates and offering specials. Like, yeah. it's, it's better for you to come in low and gauge the market and then, and then build increase high. Your, increase yep. your rates versus just coming in high because there are a lot of girls that think they're just going to come in and charge $1,000 an hour. Yes, and, you know, yes. Yes. Pretty woman or some shit. <laughs> I don't even think she made that much. You know, yeah, I made so, the mistake of offering specials before I made the mistake, and like it yeah. attracted the kind of clients that See, I don't want. There you the go, cheap, all the cheapskates. Yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go. So, learn, learn from the best to do it, ladies. Okay, <laughs> now, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Not all money is good money. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I, yeah. say, I say this all the time, especially to my civilian ladies that are like sugar dating because mm. i always tell them like you first of all you need to figure out the type of guy that you want second of all just because the guy is asking you to go to a place you want to go if he doesn't meet your criteria why or mm -hmm. if, if, if he has money but he's wanting you to have four sums and five sums and you're not comfortable with it why like mm -hmm. not yeah. not all not all rich guys <laughs> are it <laughs> yeah yeah so for me, it was my grandmother when I was little used to always say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So for those who don't know what a gander is, the gander is the female goose. And so it just to me said whatever male can do, I can and have every right to do. And it's something I live by and believe in deeply. And that's why I'm the feminist person that I am. Like I wholeheartedly believe that my sexuality shouldn't be judged or talked down because men can go out and fuck out of both pant legs all the time and nobody and cares. And all the holes. They can fuck out right. <laughs> so, so if I want to do that and profit off of it, that's my damn business because this, this pussy is mine. It belongs to me. So, yeah. But obviously, obviously you're not selling it because that's illegal. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? That's just an, that's just an added thing after time and companionship if we vibe. <laughs> Y'all just coming out here doing the most. Okay. <laughs> okay, so if you guys could go back in time and talk to your 17-year-old self, what would you say to her? Heather, I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, to never lose your independence and to save your money. Yes, save, bitches, That's right. save. Yeah. So for me, um, as much as I love, <laughs> you're going to show my age now, my oldest daughter, who is 31 years old, um, I would tell my 17-year-old self not to get pregnant. Um, Ooh, you basically um, just told your daughter you wish she was never No, born. no, 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 I didn't because I love her dearly. Um, but for me, but for me, like, I am not one of those pro-life people. I am pro-choice. I think that decision is a personal one and every woman has every right to that. But for me, I've always believed that it's not for me. So I decided to have her. And actually, um, I was dumb at 17 and my boyfriend's mom didn't like me. So we thought getting pregnant on purpose would make her let us be together. Oh, um, no. Yeah. At 17, though, you know, you don't know a whole lot. So Ooh. but um, but I wish I had been pregnant was the best. You know what? Yeah. Don, <laughs> your daughter's here. She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. Um, but I wish I'd have been more careful and stayed on my path because at the age of 12, um, I was on a path to becoming a wedding and formal wear fashion designer already at the okay. age of 12. And there and there used to be a designer out of New York called Ada Anasiu that basically um, offered me a letter and told me when I was 18, come see her. I needed to be legal age because I used to send her sketches. Oh, so, wow. um, okay. so I kind of I kind of gave up 
<laughs> my my opportunity to be extremely rich and extremely wealthy um because at 17 I thought that I was in love <laughs> so yeah I would I would tell myself don't do that so <laughs> but I love my daughter but yeah I would say don't do that <laughs> I get it I get it I mean if only you could have had yeah. it later on in life I guess right so do you still, right. do you still sketch and design stuff now I actually do. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with rosy red corsetry, but um, I sent her a sketch earlier this year for what was going to be my 50th birthday dress because my originally my plan was to have a big 50th birthday party in Miami, and I wanted a very special custom dress that I had designed made. But now I'm going to do the party next year just because um, the budget I want to spend, I'm going to need more time because I got other things to take care of this year. But I'm yeah, going to Vegas pimps. this year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Wait, I'm not too old. Don't you kick him out of the nest after a while? Well, my kids. Um, I I have three grown and two minors still. Oh, so and, and the minors then. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but but make no mistake. If my older kids call me and say, "Mom, I need," and they're oh, really trying, I will still send them some coins. Believe me. Obviously. So. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they got to be trying first. I'm not just going to, like, send you money and you're not putting in no damn effort. No, no. Because uh-uh. you're teaching them to milk you. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> favorite vacation destination? Anywhere where there's a beach. <laughs> Literally anywhere where there's a beach. I live where you vacation. Okay. Uh- <laughs> Heather? Yes. My favorite uh, destination, vacation destination place, would anything tropical. Okay, so every anywhere tropical. Gotcha. And what do you guys do in your free time? Exercise. I do. I like to do arts and crafts, like candle making, and I like to do painting. Ooh, um, I like. I'm a gamer. I, I, and I do you know video games online. I also go to self dining. At so Apple, you're still going shop. to the casino. Have you learned nothing, Heather? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to a casino. I'm going this year for my What's 50th birthday for the first time. I've never been. What? I grew up in a house. My grandma, my grandparents raised me, and they taught me that gambling was of the devil, you know. I mean, so I that whole thing. Gamble, but I've been to a casino. Like, I've never been, but I will crazy. be going soon. You better be there last week. I know you're always there. I want you on Twitter. Yeah. I want I want ten grand too. What? Okay, girl. That's why she keeps going. All right, all right. That makes sense. I'm mad at her. Um, I have very little I have very little free time honestly but when I do I usually like to go on a vacation or a trip either with my partner or with the whole family and I love going to movies with my kids and as y'all see from my feeds I love to cook cooking is another hobby of mine so that nice nice too bad you don't live here or maybe that's a good thing um (laughs) so are there any companions that you like Right now, that you kind of are like, okay, you go, girl. Oh, if I could do a double session with any of the BBW ladies, I'd have to say Alexa Eason. And okay. then I love her. And then, just as far as badass feminine dominant people like myself, the glorious Penelope Waters. Okay. And then also- and then also Karis Quinn of DC. Like, I love all of them. So nice, that would nice. be good for me. Heather? <laughs> Aside from Heather Harlow, <laughs> I was like Heather is my yeah she's my bestie. But like I, I there's a girl in LA that that um it's pretty cool like uh Gazelle James. Okay, she's at at Gazelle James you know on Look Twitter. Look at you plugging her Twitter. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing double with her. You know, you know, Heather. <laughs> one might say that you liking Heather Harlow might be a little bit narcissist because you guys have the same name, <laughs> but, and you guys practically look I the know. same. You guys are like twins. Well, body double, yeah, I, would, I would say. <laughs> but no, you guys well, are Well, we're both tall. Yeah, she, no, she's got a much better body than I do. But All right. <laughs> I, uh, we, don't, we don't down talk ourselves on this show. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, favorite book, if you like to read? Biography or memoir. Okay. For me, anything by Anne Rice because I love vampire and gothic stories. Ooh, I'm a little a fiction, dark. You're a fiction reader. All righty. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, okay. Are you guys, <laughs> are you reading anything right now? 
I am. I'm reading Not the guide to old. I'm reading the guide to old hoodoo and conjure, and I'm also reading an excellent sex worker book called Ho Tactic. Mm, I read that book. Uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten to it yet. I read the first chapter, so I don't have a uh, opinion mm, yet, so to speak. Y- you will hate it, uh, Heather. Okay. Favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite movie of all time. Boogie Nights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And for me, it's a tie between The Exorcist and the original 80s version of Poltergeist. Oh, God. Horror movies. Mm. Yes, it's my thing. Uh, It's my thing. Definitely will not be going to the movies with you. Uh, (laughs) Favorite TV show? Web of Lies. Wait, you said Shameless, Heather? Shameless, yeah. I love Shameless. The U.S. version, right? Because I know there is a U.K. version. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, the U.S. version. Oh, okay, awesome. And Shameless and the the L word. Okay, and uh, Storm? Web of Lies on Investigation Discovery and then Catfish on MTV. (laughs) Girl, we definitely cannot watch anything together. Okay. I am an ID junkie. Like, I love crime stuff. Nope. (laughs) Nope, we're not doing that. Um, Pet peeves. I'm sure you guys have a lot. I hate people who send me 50 or 60 emails when (laughs) things can be organized and said in one organized email. I also hate one-line text messages. Um, You want my my pet peeves? Yes. Dishonesty, empty promises, bad hygiene, show off, disrespect, and flakiness. Okay, those are definitely pet peeves of a lot of people. Oh, and I also hate when screening the famous, yeah. I have a lot to lose, so I'm not giving my information, which oh, is usually Lord. said by the guy who works at Walmart. No disrespect to those working at Walmart, but it's usually said by the guy who has absolutely not a whole lot to lose. I'm just exactly, saying. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last question. Please leave our listeners, both the guys and the girls, with some parting advice. Yeah. Um, I would say make your money and have fun, but don't let what you do for a living make you forget that you're like who you really are and stay mentally grounded so you don't burn out. That's very important in this industry. Mm-hmm. Make your brand, yeah, make your brand something that you can really live up to and be at ease with so that it feels fun and not like a stressful job. Mm-hmm. And like jobs are only fun when we enjoy what we do. And like, it's important to remember there'll be slow times, but no matter what, remember to screen, remember to be safe so that hopefully you go on the next day to make money another day and the next day in the next. So exactly. that would be my advice. For the guys or you don't care about them? Oh, yeah. I forgot. You did want advice for the men. (laughs) For the men, I just want them to know that do your research on whoever you're hoping to meet, but stop assuming that every girl who screens or wants a deposit is out to steal from you or blackmail you. That is simply not true. I know there's a few bad apples in the bunch, but, you know, you can kind of try to hopefully eliminate that simply by doing your research when you're trying to book someone. Like we have websites, we have social media and all those resources are there so you can know who you should do business with. Exactly. And Heather, parting advice for the guys and the gals. Um, let's see. My parting advice, um, I guess for the most part, girls are not going to steal your deposits, not going to blackmail you. There are a few bad apples that, that have done that. Though. Unfortunately, Heather's advice cut off due to bad connection in this point. But she basically was telling the guys that women are not out to get them or steal their deposits. She didn't even get a chance to give an advice to the ladies, but technology, what can I say? Please leave us with your social media so our listeners can contact you and book you. Okay, it's uh, Valley Cat uh, with three T's. B-A-L-L-E-Y-K-A-T-T-T. On Twitter, yes. Yes, on Um, Twitter. Storm? Uh, My main Twitter is at SupergirlStorm. And then my Twitter for like other ladies who might want web design or assistant stuff is at StormAssist with an extra S on the end. So it's S-T-O-R-M-A-S-S-I-S-T-S. And on IG, I'm seductive.storm, lower dash, VIP. Awesome. 
Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on the show and letting us know that mature ladies are bad bitches. <laughs> yes, we are. You know, age um, like fine wine. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> but uh, I know you guys have things to do, and we seem to be having technical difficulties here. So I'm going to let you guys go. And hopefully okay. you can come back and help me co-host one of the episodes. Oh, I'd love to. That would be right up my alley. That'd be cool. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Heather, can you hear me? It was nice having you on. Okay. Okay. All right, Vivian. Bye. Right, Bye-bye. <laughs> A huge thank you to Miss Heather and Miss Storm for coming on the show and showing us how mature ladies do it. Uh, thank you guys so much. Sorry for the technical difficulties. For some reason, the connection was kind of crazy, I guess, with three people on. But hopefully you guys got some great stuff from this episode. So I will catch you on the next one. Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.